Hey there, welcome to Evolving with Ben and welcome to episode number eight. How are you all doing? I hope you're doing great. I hope you're enjoying your weekend and I hope you had an awesome, productive week. Uh, I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to be bringing to you episode number eight. So before we jump into today's episode and today's topic that I'm excited to share with you, I hope you had an opportunity to listen to episode number seven, which was my very first listener's story that was sent in by one of my listeners. If you haven't had the chance to listen to that episode yet, I highly encourage you that you do. It's such a powerful story and such an inspirational journey. So please take some time to go back and listen to my listener's story from last week, episode number seven. If you did listen to that episode, I want to know what your thoughts are. What did you think of of the story, the journey, and the powerful message that was sent through our listener? Um, Let me know. Send me an email. I I want to know what your thoughts are. What was your reflections from that story? Uh, This week has been quite interesting for me. It's been a very crazy, 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 hectic, and busy week. Um, School started again for me on Monday. And my gosh, it was so hard to get back into the groove of things. I took half of the summer off just to give myself a chance to recharge and disconnect a little bit from always being on the go and and doing a lot of reading and stuff with school. So it was nice to have some of the summer off and, and had the opportunity to spend time with my family and my kids and stuff. But when school started on Monday, it was so hard to get back into the swing of things. Um, going to school online is such a challenge for me because there's a lot of reading. Those of you that, that go to school online or, or have done it in the past, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It's just endless reading, endless research papers and writing, which I enjoy. That's the part I love. I love to write. I I enjoy doing the research, but when it comes to reading, it's such a challenge for me. So this week was rough. It was rough trying to just get myself back situated to school Uh, holding myself accountable every day to log into the class portal in the evenings after work and doing the readings, doing the discussions and submitting in my my assignments at the end of the week. So it was tough, but I got through it. I I, am kind of I'm very proud of myself. Um, Earlier this week, I also had the chance to attend a orientation for or I should say volunteer orientation Um, I'm excited that I am volunteering with the Center on Halstead. Uh, Center on Halstead is is a center here in Chicago that's dedicated to helping advance the community and also securing the health and well-being of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer people of the Chicagoland area. And I used to volunteer with them years ago. I think the last time I did any type of volunteer work with them was about eight, nine years ago now. And I decided to re-engage again with the center on Halstead and start volunteering. And earlier this week, we had the volunteer orientation. So that was really cool just to kind of log in and listen to all of the changes that the center has made. And it was also interesting to learn how the center continues to focus on their mission, even during this pandemic. Um, It was also really cool to hear how you know, they've they've adapted their volunteers on on helping and still volunteering um, virtually. So I am super excited to be a part of that group again. I'm looking forward to just getting involved again with the LGBTQ community and just giving back to them. So that was really cool. Um, earlier this week, also, which was interesting, was that I had to go to my daughter's school 
uh, who's a freshman now, and pick up all of her supplies for remote learning. Uh, kids are going back to school next week, and of course they're going back remotely, 100% online, at least until October. So we'll see, you know, what the situation is like in October. But anyways, um, it was really cool to go to the school and see how organized the school was in getting all the parents the supplies that the kids are going to need to go back to school next week online. So the school gave the kids a laptop. Uh, you know, I picked up all of her textbooks and her workbooks. Um, and it was just so organized that I didn't even have to leave my car. You know, we drove up to the school. Uh, faculty came out, got the name of the students and um, you know, they cleared it with the folks up at the front and then they walked out with all your all your materials and put it in your car and drove off. So, you know, it was really cool. It was really cool to see how the schools are adapting and how organized they are to just make things so much easier, not just for them, obviously, but also for the parents and and all of the students. The girls aren't super excited uh, to be starting school remotely. They were really looking forward to going back in person, especially my freshman. She wants to have, obviously, you know, the whole high school experience from the beginning and starting that journey. So it's, you know, it's kind of a bummer just that obviously we're all living through this pandemic right now and it's hard to keep the kids focused and um, enthusiastic and optimistic about the future. So. I'm hoping that things will obviously continue to get better so that we can somewhat go back to a normal life and the kids can go back to school and see their friends again, connect with them, engage with their teachers. And of course, all of our freshmen that are looking forward to starting high school, they'll have that opportunity to start experiencing that from the beginning. So earlier this week, too, I had the opportunity to work on the website Evolving with Ben. I know a few episodes ago, I shared with you all that I was working with an intern to help me build a website, and we, we got to do a little bit more work earlier this week, and I'm excited to hopefully be able to launch the website in the next few weeks. It's, it's just so much work uh, to build a website. I really never thought about all the, all the effort that it takes. Uh, obviously, I've never done that before, but it's just there's just a lot of moving parts to building a web page, and there's a lot of content to write, and... So I've been doing a lot of content writing for the web page earlier this week. I got to upload some of the content into the web page. And again, I'm hoping that in the next few weeks, evolvingwithben.com is going to go live and you all can go in and check it out and see what's been what's going on on that website and some of the services that I'm going to be focusing on and, and offering through Evolving with Ben. So. I shared with you that earlier this week I started school again and it was tough. I had a I had a difficult time getting myself back into the groove of things. I had a difficult time refocusing my thoughts uh, and my commitment back into school. And gosh, I I almost had a moment of just wanting to give up. Full transparency and being a little vulnerable here. I had a moment where I just kind of sat back and said, why am I putting myself through this? You know, I, I work full time. I've got my podcast that I'm super committed to. I'm volunteering. I'm also a mentor to a high school student. Um, you know, why am, I, why am I putting myself through this? And obviously, I realized that I have a commitment to my education. I have a commitment to self-fulfill this goal of mine to finish my higher education so that I can continue to guide my daughters and show them that with hard work, 
commitment and dedication, you can accomplish just about anything. And so I gave myself my minute to just kind of feel bad for myself. I gave myself the moment to just kind of want to give up. But then I found I, I found the courage and the strength to stay persistent and continue to move forward. And so because of that moment that I had, I want to focus this episode on resilience. So I want to talk about resilience. What does that mean? And how do you how do you build resilience? I believe that there are people who are just naturally resilient, but then there's also people that are not naturally resilient that really need to focus on expanding that skill, that muscle. I I think that resilience is a muscle that we need to continue to build on. So I want to talk to you about building that muscle. How do you build resilience? And people who are resilient, what does that look like? What, what are the elements that creates resilience in a person? Now, according to research that was conducted by a psychologist named Susan Kobasa, there are three elements that are essential to resilience. And those three elements are challenge, commitment, and also personal control. So let's talk about resilience. And let me, let me share with you some more insight on these three elements of of resilience challenge when you think about challenge and resilience really your resilient people view a difficulty as a challenge not as a paralyzing event they look at their failures and mistakes as lessons to be learned from and also opportunities for growth you know they don't view them as negative reflection on their abilities or their self-worth i like to think of challenges as doors that need to be open so that we can move on to the next room or or the next phase throughout life you know we all face challenges and of course we're going to continue to face challenges it's just inevitable it's part of our life to face obstacles uh it's part of life to not always experience easy situations if we let our challenges slow us down or completely derail us then we're really just not going to get far in life you know we're going to always give up and not accomplish what we set ourselves to want to accomplish our goals our dreams etc you know any time that i'm faced with a challenge i seriously stop and i think to myself how can i maneuver around this what can i do that is in my control that's either going to help me get past this obstacle or what can i learn from this challenge you see challenges are also opportunities for us to learn if we give ourselves the time to reflect and most importantly pay attention to the situation let me share with you a a story last year i was working on a project with my company that i represent and this project was for me to design and develop a new hire training program now in order for me to develop this program i needed to understand the company and also the different positions that would be impacted by this new hire training program that I was tasked to develop. Of course, I also needed to understand what are the struggles that managers deal with as it relates to training their new hires. So I took some time to do some research, and part of my research was to meet with many different managers from the company and also some of the frontline employees so that I can gather some insight. I needed to understand what is it that they struggle with? I also wanted to understand 
what is it that they're looking for out of a training program for new hires? Obviously, them being already with the company and understanding the company, what were some of the things that they thought is important for a new hire to know about when they first came in through the door? After my research, I started to collect some of the content that I was going to be using to develop this program. In early November uh, of last year, I brought a group of managers from all different states to test out this program. And this gathering was really intended to be four days. And part of the four-day event, we were going to review all of the material that I had put together. It took me about four months to just gather all of the material uh, and, and within those four months, of course, I did the analysis again to try to understand what people were going to be looking for in this training program. So November brought this group together to test out the material that I had been building so that they can go through the program and then provide some feedback. Day one was a complete catastrophe. The managers that were a part of the review did not like any of the content that I was presenting to them. In fact, they were angry, they were upset, and it's all because it wasn't what they had in mind. I'm telling you, they let me have it, you guys. It was brutal. All of the feedback that was coming in was just so negative. You know, some of the feedback was like, this is not what we're looking for. This is going to be a waste of time for new hires. We might as well just stick with what we currently have. I mean, the feedback was just very brutal. And, you know, obviously to be in kind of the, in the position that I was in, you have to have thick skin, right? Because in, in my, kind of, my kind of work, when you're presenting material that you're putting together, you know, you have to have thick skin because there's going to be a lot of feedback that's going to come back. And, and that's part of the process. Part of the process is to get feedback from the experts so that the content is accurate and also relatable. Now, I remember standing there in front of the room and there was about 20 folks in the room. And I was thinking to myself, Ben, just send everyone on break, sneak out and run. That's all I wanted to do. I mean, I, I was sweating, I was upset, I was embarrassed, I was angry at myself. I seriously just wanted to just run out of there and i thought to myself if i call a break everyone's gonna go on break grab my stuff sneak out and run and never come back of course i didn't do that you know i somehow found the courage and the energy to get through the day uh taking all of the feedback that was being shared and got to the end of the day this was just day one of four I remember walking out of the building around 7 p.m. or so. And mind you, I had been in the office since 6 o'clock that morning. So I drove home and I was, I was numb. I was numb because of all of the negative critique that was coming in, all of the negative critique that I've been receiving all day. When I got home, I broke down. I broke down in tears. I cried. I felt defeated. You see, I was new to the company I'd only been there for at least five months at this point, and I sat there defeated. I told my husband to just sit there quietly and let me vent. I didn't want him to say anything to me because nothing that he could say at that moment was going to help me feel better about how that day went. So he did. You know, he sat there quietly. Uh, I vented. He tried to comfort me. You know, I remember he was just, he had his hand on my back and he was just kind of caressing my back. 
Uh, and he he really did the, his best to try to just come for me. But nothing that he could say was going to help me. I, I just accepted that. And I knew that um, that night, of course, was restless for me. I didn't sleep all night. I tossed and turned. I kept replaying, you know, that day and all of the feedback, all of the reactions that I was getting from these folks that were part of the session. And I just I didn't get much sleep. The next morning I woke up, it was about 4.30 in the morning, and got up, got ready, and I left for the office. On my drive in, I kept replaying back the day before. I just kept thinking again of all the feedback that was coming in. I kept thinking to myself, this was awful, Ben, you're a failure, you're, you're, you know, you didn't do, you didn't meet the, the expectation. It was just bad. When I got to the office, I typed up my resignation letter. And I printed it out and I sat in my office. I had the resignation letter in front of me and I stared at it and I read it over and I stared at it again and I read it over. I must have read it like three or four different times after I printed it out. You see, I felt like I couldn't face this group anymore that day. All I wanted to do was just to go back home and accept the feeling of failure and just move on. Now, before I tell you what happens next, let me share with you the second element of resilient people, according to psychologist uh, Suzanne Kobasa. Uh, that second element is commitment. Resilient people are committed to their lives and also to their goals, and they have a compelling reason to get out of bed every single morning. Commitment isn't just restricted to their work. They commit to their relationships, their friendships, the causes that they care about, and also their religious or even spiritual beliefs. So as I sat and stared at this letter, I realized that if I resign at that moment and just go home, I was going to be giving up on many commitments that I have made. First and foremost, I realized that I made a commitment to myself years ago to never let an obstacle stop me from living my best life. I made a commitment to the people who are told, no, you can't, to be their strength so that they can believe in themselves and say, yes, I can. I also made a commitment to live my passion for helping people develop and grow in their careers. And I have made a commitment to my daughters that I will never give up regardless of how difficult life gets. As a father, you know, my goal is to show my daughters that no matter how difficult, no matter how challenging life or a situation can get, you just don't give up. You have to be persistent and you have to keep fighting through and you have to bounce back up from negative situations. So I thought to myself in that moment, how will I explain to my girls that I left because things got difficult? Life is difficult, period. We can't give up every time things get challenging. We just can't because, again, think about it. If you gave up any time there's a difficult situation, what's your life going to be like? We're not going to get very far in life. We're just not. We're not going to accomplish what we set ourselves to accomplish. And remember, nothing in life comes easy. And I think, obviously, that's part of life. Nothing comes easy because that's how we value and we appreciate what we are given in life. And that's how we value and appreciate what we accomplish in life. So as I sat there and I thought about all these personal and deep commitments that I've made, I realized that I had made 
a commitment to the company that I represent and also the people that flew in from different parts of the country to guide them and to provide them with a solution to help their people grow and develop. I realized in that moment that if I gave up, I'm going to fail them. And then they're also going to fail their people. I realized that the day before, they reacted negatively because they were passionate about what we were trying to accomplish. I realized that this group came together because they care. And then I realized that because of the work and effort that I had put in, I was able to get a group of people who care so much together to help make a difference in our company. So I couldn't give up and I was not going to allow myself to give in. Instead, like I have many times in the past when I've been faced with challenges, I thought to myself, what did I learn from the day before that I can implement it today so that today is better? I had to change my approach. So I did. So instead of walking in on day two and reviewing the rest of the material, I decided to make them all part of the solution. I presented to them the framework from the analysis that I conducted, and I told them that we were going to turn this into a working session so that we can continue to guide this project. Immediately that morning, everyone's reaction went from concerned to excitement. I started to get my confidence back on because I saw their reaction. I saw that, you know, they were hopeful. And the fact that they were all there listening and accepting direction made me feel confident in myself again. Before I finish off the story and how things ended, let me share with you the third element of people who are resilient, and that's personal control. Resilient people, they spend their time and energy focusing on situations and also events that they have control over. Now, because they put their efforts where they can have the most impact, they feel empowered and also confident. Those who spend time worrying about uncontrollable events can often feel lost, helpless, and powerless to take action. So I realized that I needed to regain control over guiding this meeting and making sure that the group felt part of the solution. After all, they still had confidence in me because they all showed up the next day. They were there on time. They were early. They were ready to go. That gave me confidence. I knew that they cared and they were there to support and help make a difference. I knew that there was nothing that I could change from the day before. I accepted that. All I could control was the current day and making sure that I move forward with my new plan. And so I did. I walked in that morning with my head held very high. I greeted the group and I also acknowledged with the group the shortcomings from the day before. It was so important for me to acknowledge the fact that the day before didn't go as we all had hoped and planned because I wanted them to see that I wasn't being naive to the fact that things weren't going so well. You see, vulnerability goes a long way. Vulnerability speaks to your level of confidence and vulnerability gains you a lot of respect from people that are looking up to you. So I thanked them all for their participation and I said, here's how we're going to move forward today and the rest of this week. So I introduced a new plan to them. I told them that we were going to slightly redirect and that they were all going to be part of helping build the rest of the material. At the end of the week, the group walked out happy and very confident. 
I walked out with my head held up very, very high that week. In fact, one of the managers walked up to me on the last day and said to me, you know, Ben, thank you for all of your hard work this week and for the last few months. You know, he said to me, I want to commend you for how you handle yourself this week. I'm impressed with how you conducted this week. And there is no way that I could have handled the group and myself the way that you did. You're a true professional. I felt so good to hear that. I mean, it, it really gave me, again, the confidence to pick myself back up and not dwell on how bad day one went. You know, it felt good to get that feedback. It felt good to see that we were so productive that week and that I was able to turn a negative situation and come back from that and end with such a high week. It takes a lot to be resilient. It really does. I'm, I, you know, that's, that's something that I constantly challenge myself with. Some people are just naturally resilient while others struggle. The key is just not to give up. I, I do personally believe that resilience is a skill that needs to be developed. It's a muscle that you have to develop. And to build your resilience, first and foremost, you have to reflect. You need to always reflect on the situation and focus on what you can control versus on what you cannot control. Learning to manage stress is another key to building your resilience. And in order to manage stress, you need to get plenty of rest. You need to exercise. You need to give yourself an opportunity to do a hobby that you enjoy. Take up, you know, writing, art, music, walking, going to the gym, cooking, whatever it is that you enjoy doing, pick up that hobby because that helps you control your stress and controlling your stress helps you build your resilience. You can also focus on positive things in your life versus the negative. Resilient people don't let negative thoughts impact their work. You know, we consistently practice positive thinking. We focus on the good in our lives. For example, if you have a roof over your head, that's a lot to be happy about. Think about your family's health. Your family is healthy. Your family is alive. Your family is smiling. Focus on that. Focus on the fact that you have a job, that you have income coming in to help you pay your bills, to help you, you know, do things with your family. Do you have food in your fridge? That's a positive. Focus on that. Focus on the positive that is key. Resilient people focus on the good things that are happening in their lives versus the things that are challenging. Also, Positive self-talk is key to helping you build your resilience. When something goes wrong, do some positive self-talk. Reassure yourself. For example, I could have told myself, gosh, Ben, you failed. You embarrassed yourself. You know, you just, you're just a failure. But instead, I said to myself, I'm proud of myself for even trying. That took courage. Pay attention to how you speak to yourself during challenging situations. Remember to reassure yourself. That's key. You're being brave for even stepping into a situation that's challenging. So focus on that. Another thing that we can do to continue to build our resilient muscle is to learn from your mistakes. You know, I like to tell people that there are two types of decisions. There are good decisions 
And then there are also decisions that lead to lessons learned. In my opinion, there is no such thing as a bad decision. Only good and lessons learned. Now, every challenging situation has an opportunity to teach you something. In order to uncover what that teachable moment is, you have to give yourself the opportunity to reflect. Sit back and think about that situation. Sit back and think about what caused that situation to go the way it did. What can you learn from it? And if, if, if you can even write it down, write it down. Focus on the feelings, focus on the environment, focus on the surrounding. What caused that situation? And then take it even a step further. Once you've uncovered your teachable moment or your lesson learned, then break it down and identify what could you have controlled that led to that situation versus what you couldn't control. And once you determine the items that you couldn't control, put those to the side and focus on what you can't control because that's also going to help you identify how you move forward. How are you going to bounce back from this and turn it into a positive situation? Now, last but certainly not least is to focus on making meaningful connections and establishing strong relationships with like-minded people. When you're faced with a challenging situation, who better to turn to than your best friend, a mentor, perhaps even a family member, your parents, your siblings, your cousins, an aunt, an uncle, even a colleague. It's okay to be vulnerable and ask for help from your circle of influence to build your resilience. I often rely on them. You know, when I have a hard day at work, a challenging situation at home, I focus on my circle of influence. I call my best friend and we sit there and we talk and I talk about my situation and I ask them to listen. And if they give me some advice, I, I pay attention. Listen to the advice that your circle of influence is giving you. Rely on that advice. Rely on that guidance because it helps you convert your negative thoughts to positiveness, which again helps you build on your resilience. They help me stay focused. And your circle of friends, your circle of influence will help you stay focused, will help you stay resilient. How do you stay resilient? How do you exercise this muscle? I want to know. What are some tips that you can share with me and the rest of us who are listening on how to continue to stay positive and build a resilience so that when you're faced with a challenging situation, you don't give up and you can bounce back up from that. Let me know. I want to I know how you do it. Remember that resilience is a muscle. It's a muscle that we all need to continue to develop and focus on. Focus on reflecting on the situations. Learn how to manage your stress. Focus on the positive things in your life versus the negative. That is key. Learn from your challenging situations and always, always, always make meaningful connections. Establish strong relationships with like-minded people. Rely on your circle of influence. I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode and for tuning in uh, here with Evolving with Ben. I appreciate your support and I want you to know that because of you, because of your support, I am resilient. And I won't give up. I am committed to this podcast. 
I am committed to evolving with Ben and bringing you content that inspires you to continue to move forward, to continue to be persistent and resilient. I want to inspire you to share your stories so that you can help inspire others. You can reach out to me via email at evolvingwithben at gmail.com. Send me your stories. Send me your thoughts. How are these episodes inspiring you? You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Evolving with Ben. Look me up. Share the pages. I can't do this without you guys. Uh, you can also listen to this podcast on iTunes iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. I welcome your ratings. I welcome your comments. So please, please, please give me a rating. If you like what you're listening to, give me a five-star rating on Apple iTunes. Uh, Send me your comments and your suggestions. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you so much. Have an awesome rest of your weekend. Have a great start to your week. Be safe. Stay resilient. And I will see you soon.